Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is drive time. Elliot Dank and Timothy Go and Chua Tian with you. It's now time for Market View. In a while, Tian Tian uh, will talk about a company that's been issued a trade with caution alert yesterday. Details on that in just a bit. But first, closing bell. As always, a quick recap of how we started the day. Well, Singapore shares opened stronger today following overnight gains on the global market. And in early trade, we do see the Straits Times index inching up 0.3% to 3,162 points after some 32 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, to take you through the closing numbers, the benchmark Straits Times index closed up 0.19%. We're looking at 3,159 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $925 million sing dollars. Now, gainers outnumbered losers 334 versus 257. Top advances for today, we have GMHUSD, iFast and New Incorporation USD. And top decliners, Great Eastern, Jardin Cycle and Carriage and DigiLife Tech. Now, we talk about that company uh, that the Singapore Exchange Regulation issued a trade with caution alert, right? That company is... Uh, Darcyn Retail Trust. And uh, we'll tell you why in just a bit. But meanwhile, from India's soaring food prices to computer chip company, I'm filing for a Nasdaq listing and S&P joining Moody's and dimming its outlook on US banks. We've got more international headlines and focus. And joining us on the line is Matthias Chan, head of research at SAC Capital. Matt, welcome to the show. Hi, Tin Tin. Hi, Elliot. And I want to emphasize hello to Tin. Hello. Because uh, I didn't... I didn't say that uh, the last time. <laughs> I remember that, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, so a big yeah, hello well, to you, Tim. Okay, and let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual, Matt. How did the STI fare today? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a typical day, unfortunately. You know, We would mm-hmm. like surprises. It's about a billion uh, in units and a billion in uh, dollar value. If you look at the... Um, the uh, uh, the biggest, as in like uh, the, the the highest trading ones, typically we're looking at the banks and also the market darling, like uh, Sancorp Industries. On the upside, you have uh, IFAST, like we mentioned just now, being at, uh, one of the top gainers. It's uh, up more than 4%, but there is no corresponding announcement uh, to suggest why. On the downside, you've got GE, uh, Great Eastern, dropping up close to 2%. That's because of the ex-dividend. And uh, big moves downwards, DigiLive and World Precision. Again, no corresponding news, no corresponding announcements. Hey, Matt, uh, let's talk a little bit about Oxley. Uh, the property developer fit guidance statement yesterday, expecting a net loss for the second half year and for the full financial year in the June. Uh, how much uh, or how far of a concern is this to investors? Okay, um, surprise and not surprise, or rather concern and and. Uh, and uh, one is expected because it's attributed to higher borrowing costs. Everyone's talking about a high interest rate. It must impact across the board. And there's lower, and uh, specific to Oxley, is lower revenue from property development. It's lumpy. So this period was a lot lesser than uh, the corresponding period in the past. Now, of course, what's of concern is the far-reaching impact on high uh, interest rates, which will be eating into already thinning margins across across the board, across industries. Specifically for property developers like Oxley, which already commonly have single-digit margins. That's where the concern is. Because every incremental higher borrowing cost may just tip all these projects into the red. All right, uh, Matthias, trade with caution uh, for Dassin Retail Trust. What do you think? 
Um, you know, not going to the specifics because, uh, well, but cases like this, they pop up from time to time. What's of greater importance is that the uh, surveillance of SGX Record uh, is vigilant, is effective, so you can spot any uh, anomalies when they occur. Mm, so just to uh, give some context, uh, we are talking about uh, Dasin Retail Trust being issued a trade with caution alert because SGX Redco's trading activity review revealed that an individual seemed to be buying units of Dasin Retail Trust to maintain the price. Uh, well, um, let's segue to look at some of the headlines out of the region. Uh, recently, we saw this 700% spike in tomato prices in India. Now India is dealing with rising onion prices Amid this uh, El Nino-induced spell of poor weather, how far will this prop up inflation in India and how concerned uh, should we be about any possible changes to India's agricultural export taxes or restrictions? Okay, to put into context your question, these tomatoes, onions, potatoes, they're all staples in Indian curry, mm. other local dishes. So um, in, on, a, on a human level, it's unfortunate really because there have been reports of violence and uh, theft. So the impact on the uh, fundamental lifestyle is much more, obviously, than just your inflation numbers. But coming back uh, to uh, to numbers, to inflation, because of this importance of uh, your tomatoes, your onions, and also uh, your uh, potatoes, now some economists have estimated that food prices overall may escalate by about 15 to 20 percent. So that's mm. your that's your impact on uh, inflation. You'd imagine that economics will also be thrown out of whack. Mm. Uh, in order that you keep all these staple crops in uh, within your shores, there is now a forty percent export tax, and uh, those uh, this on onions, and uh, all these crops will now be sold locally at subsidised rates. So all this will obviously uh, put market. Uh, uh, market values out of whack. Mm, and if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Matthias Chan, head of research at SAC Capital. And meanwhile, let's head over to the US Met. Computer chip company Arm has filed preliminary papers for a public listing on the US NASDAQ after all that talk. And a US financial media earlier said this could be the biggest IPO of the year. Uh, what is the impact of Arm's proposed public offering? Yeah, so Tintin, I mean, it's been a tough year. Yeah. It's been a tough Several years for investment bankers, you know, rapidly rising interest rates, they have pretty much decimated the IPO market for much of the last two years. So the, the book building then, uh, the interest for ARM, as well as how it performs in the initial days of its trading, will be very crucial as a catalyst or otherwise to a potential revival of the IPO market. Mm. Okay, and I want to talk a little bit more about the parent company SoftBank. How are shares of SoftBank reacting to the news? I mean, tough year for SoftBank as well? Yeah, obviously, you know, with uh, much interest in its portfolio company, it's expected as well. It was, uh, it's on an upward uh, trajectory for the last one week. But uh, I think more importantly, looking beyond this, SoftBank's portfolio of companies lean heavily towards tech. So a positive reception to this IPO has a positive multiplier effect on SoftBank. Mm, and uh, finally, before we let you go, uh, Matt, S&P Global Ratings is downgrading and also dimming the outlook for several more U.S. banks. And this, of course, follows a move by Moody's to cut U.S. bank ratings. Your thoughts on this and how should investors position their portfolios, be it by geography or by asset? Okay, for perspective, the ratings agency also pointed out <clears throat> excuse me, that the overwhelming majority of the banks have stable outlook. So you have down some, down, some downgrades, but the bulk of them 
uh, still kept that stable outlook. But yes, I mean, obviously, the downgrades uh, are an acknowledgement of uh, your tough lending environment. A more mm-hmm. bound uh, economy against rising deposit rates, so therefore you will impact the margin for uh, for the banks. So in terms of asset allocation, we keep talking interest rate, interest rate, so therefore obviously avoid companies where high interest rates will eat into the margins. And uh, you might want to consider those that are less sensitive to interest rates, those that cater to, say, your non-discretionary market. It means the die-die must-buy, mm. um, uh, essential products, say, groceries, or services like the healthcare. And as extension to this, companies selling not just the essential products and services, but it will be at a mass market price point instead of uh, premium pricing. Mm, okay. Thanks a lot, Matt, for joining us on the show. That was Matthias Chan, Head of Research at SAC Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.